millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to episode 417 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. And I am Glenn. Fellas, is this the first time this year? We've got three wins. Or is it the second one? Well, this is one of the only times, right? If not the first You could time. be forgiven for thinking it's the only time because someone who doesn't need to be named's team is a fucking dumpster fire. Yeah. Well, this, uh, this... But I believe it's the second <laughs> the time. The second time, right. What? Great! What a great weekend of action! What a fucking cracking start we're off to, you piece of shit. (laughs) You go fuck yourself. Uh, did you see? Did you see the person? I will digress. But did you see the person in the Facebook group? Yes, that said I know how much exactly. They loved it. Like they, 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 I can't remember who it was. I, I yeah. fucking find it in the Facebook. But yeah, who, who, who said like you know? Well, I mean, it starts off you know with like the mental health ad and everything, and then you and then yeah, you come in, you go fuck off, you know, you're not my friends. <laughs> I'm not. You're not. I'm not your mate. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Oh fuck! That, that that cracked me up. Um, yeah, but no. So for one of the only times, and it may well be the last time this season, <laughs> we uh we we we're all on the on the winning side. So yes, we'll have an enjoyable episode, yeah, and uh, and, f- and feel that warm glow and bask now, in the bonnie that comes to, with being to winners. give to give credit where it's due. Uh, it was John in our Facebook group who said that. So, John, thank you for your astute observation. And uh, Daniel, we, we, assure you, too. we assure you that we do indeed care about Glenny. <laughs> because when he laid I it love out, the look on your face when you say that. It's <laughs> so, you're, just, you're just so cute. You're just so cute when you do it. You're just, your little face lights up. It's lovely. <laughs> You're a cunt. Oh. You're a proper cunt, but you're cute. <laughs> hey, can I tell you? I know this is an audio medium, but on my screen at the moment, I've got Glenn on the top half of the video and Nate on the bottom half of the video. And every time Glenn says something, Nate rolls his eyes, and it looks like the opening of the oh, Brady it? Bunch, <laughs> where he's rolling his eyes like up at him, going like, "What the fuck is happening up there?" I was trying, I was trying to, I was trying to do, I was trying to do, I was trying to do, like, I was trying to do the Harvey face. I was like doing like this. I was just like, <laughs> "Hello." <laughs> I was just trying to do the Harvey face, but yeah, I'm glad. It, I'm glad it worked for you, like the Brady Bunch. Though. Yes. Well, hang on. Was the other time Magic Round? Did we all win at Magic Round? Yes. Did you win? A, did you win a Magic Round, Glenn? Are you kidding? We fucking destroyed the knights. Destroyed oh, yes. them. Yes. Is that the other time it had? Oh, is it a sun court, a Queensland thing? Maybe. Maybe. Ooh. Can I tell you? It's going to stop next week. 
<laughs> not, I think the next is it the next two weeks. You're, you're right. Next week. I think next you got, week. You got, you got Manly we next week, and then Penrith the week after, right, Glenn? No, no. Penrith's round twenty-four. Oh, but we man. have his. We have his other team next week. We got Brisbane. You're a fuck. Oh, that's what it was. I knew. I knew. Yes. There were, I knew there were when two did games you morph, in a row. When did you morph into Mister Wars? Really? Oh, like you've been on this upward trajectory, and now you've just fucking pulled the ripcord, and now you're fucking becoming that cock. Look. There, there was there was a time back in 2002 where we crossed the streams. So who knows what's been happening in the space-time continuum. <laughs> I'm sorry. The round 18, hey? I, I instantly, instantly regretted that. Round 18 of action. Yes. Let's get into it, shall we, gentlemen? Yeah, good. Let's start it. And uh, we kicked off on, on Friday night with the uh, Gold Coast Titans playing the Eels down there in... Um, <laughs> At uh, at Seabus, and uh, just hold on a moment. Let me get the thing up. For some reason, it hasn't loaded up properly. So let me just quickly hit refresh. There we go. Okay, so the uh, Eels twenty six to feed the Titans eight down there at Seabus. Um, it says fifteen thousand. I guess actually no. The Friday night crowds didn't look too bad. That's right. Um, yeah. So the uh, the Eels twenty six came through tries to so Dylan Brown, Sean Lane, and Reed Marnie, uh, Hayes Dunster, Ryan Madison as well. Gutho three of five conversions. Titans eight tries to Brian Kelly and David Fafita, and that's it. I think Reed Marnie was a big uh, a big in for Para. Um, his return uh, was was huge. They looked a different side, and he immediately took control of um, of the ruck. And Para he, he's a, way a great for example it. of of injecting energy into a team, isn't he? Mm, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, I I would say that his game isn't. He doesn't really have a skill that is so far above anyone else in his position, but he's just got grit and and as you say, energy, and he's mm. and he's got that. Whatever <clears throat> belief his teammates have in him when he's on the field, you know they look to him and he lifts them. Yeah, that's it. He's 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 a key for Para, I think, uh, making a real challenge come finals time, or, or you know if he stays fit and healthy. So and playing eighty quality, quality minutes, which Arthur said, you know they intend to play him eighty a week. So he's uh, he's a massive key for Para. I thought this game. Was turned on its head with the the Proctor sin binning. The Titans showed fuck all resilience, to be honest, and and Para ran in three tries whilst Proctor was off the field, and mm. and the momentum never swung back anywhere near the Titans. And Para Para finished pretty strong. That does seem to be the Titans' mo this year. Yeah, it seems to be that if they can stay in a game, they're in it, mm. and they're a chance up against most teams, but. The minute they feel like it's it's going to be a struggle to get back, or the minute they they're out of the fight for a little while, they mm. don't seem to have that way back in. Mm. And you would assume with them going in with that forward pack, you know, on paper, yeah, you know, because they put a lot of money and effort into acquisition of that forward pack. That's where it is. But what they don't seem to have is either the guy in that forward pack that's going to lead the way. You know, and you just spoke about Marnie. Mm. For for the eels, um, but but aside from that, that, if they don't have one of those, what you need is the guy who's going to direct them there. And they don't seem to have that either. They really have no on-field leader. They have guys who'll try their guts out. Mm. I think Fogarty is probably the most likely, but it, it's he's just not there yet. 
No, not at all. Not yeah, at but all. The, the root of the problem is even worse than that for the Titans. The problem with the Titans is they literally have like, like the fucking lowest level of defense in the competition. Mm. Like just the the, the did defensive. You see, did you watch the Cowboys goal line defense against Rooster? <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that. Def- the, the, yeah. Titans, the Titans defense is just like their, their defensive IQ is just fucking negative. Mm. They're like they're, they're just hopeless. Yeah, and then you take it. them down to twelve men, then yeah, it's Spot going on. to get even worse. And to- then like and like you were saying that you know when they get themselves out of a game and they you know they need something to happen to get them back into the game, like a try or some piece of fortune that comes their way and it yeah, sort of, you know, yeah, gets yeah, them exactly. back up again. And yeah, they, they don't go. just grind and chip away. No, but even, you know. even then, like the you know they they're at the stage there they got a there are a, a couple of sets where they look like they were building momentum. But again, it was it wasn't anything they were doing. They were Eels' errors yep. that put them in that position, and they didn't even have the knots to capitalize on that. So, uh, yeah, the the Titans are unfortunately looking like they're going to end the year as look. It'll be the grand final of them and the Raiders in biggest underachievement of the season, um, and I think the Raiders are get an extra boost there because they've fallen so far from being a grand finalist mm. a couple of years ago. But, uh, yeah, Titans. Because it comes down up. to the Titans on paper, like you say. Like that side, at mm. full strength on paper, is a top eight side every day of the week. We remember at the beginning of the year, like mm. everyone was saying, like the, look at that forward pack. You, you don't need world-class halves mm. if, if you're playing behind that that forward pack but, but it was also like it was also like with those halves though they finished the season last year extremely well and yeah. like wow mm. so we got that side that finished the season really well plus Tino plus Fafita. with the addition of Tino and David Fafita yeah, yeah. exactly and then mm. so they're going to be you know that plus that and it's not worked out that way at all that's it, it. it's obviously they've got a long term plan I think if one if this season's proven anything um, with those two signings in particular with Fafita and Tino is that it it shows their age and, mm. and the positions yeah. they play. I think, as I said, the Titans have a long-term plan as those guys get older with this, you know, when their experience and their football IQ matches their skill and ability and strength, um, that's when they'll have that forward pack yeah. that everyone thinks they should have now. Beautiful. And this hired a defensive coach. Like legitimately, their, their defense is just dumb. <clears throat> Hmm. Like cluelessly dumb. On the socials, Nathan in the Facebook group said, Titans really getting their money's worth out of Fafita. Three runs for 16 metres after 30 minutes mm. and then got hooked. Mm-hmm. That See, again, that that's an issue on two fronts. There's Fafita, who's not going looking for work himself, but then counter to that, there's no one there forcing it upon him. Yeah, there's no one going like barking at him like a yeah. You know, that's it. Someone screaming at him, going "Fucking, well, you're can you're you imagine? <laughs> can you imagine Jonathan Thurston if, um, if Matt Scott and fucking he would never have actually done this. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to besmirch his good name, but in a parallel universe, if he'd have had those stats, yeah. Can you not imagine like Th- Thurston would have run fucking ten meters across mm-hmm. field. To pass the ball to him and say, have a hit up cunt. Yeah. Even Mitchell, run even Mitchell Moses. To, yeah. I'm loath to give that cunt any credit. <laughs> so, um, Rishi, with an interesting take here, he said, uh, I used to coach a Penrith first grader in the off season. 
I asked him who had the most talent on the team, and without hesitation, he said, Wonga Blake. I wonder where that talent went. He's done little to nothing for years now. That's a fucking fascinating what story. What was he coaching I, him in the off-season to do? Feed himself? I ins- well, I ins- <laughs> <laughs> no, he used to coach another Penrith first, first grader oh, years ago. Yeah. Um, DM us, email us, whatever. Give us that story. That sounds fucking intriguing. Uh, Benso on Twitter said, the Eels clocked off with 20 minutes to go, but the better team still won. Great game from Maddo. Yeah, he was good, I thought. Um, and uh, on Instagram, catlike7 said, Jamal Fogarty calmly walks off field with a compound fracture. Hashtag tough game. Well, was that a compound? I thought it was, I knew it was a fracture. I didn't know it was a compound fracture. Yeah, yeah the compound's got to be poking out, yeah? It's a poking out, yeah. Well, it, no, it's broken skin. It, the the yeah, bone doesn't oh, have to oh, be okay. sticking out. Okay. okay. It's, yeah, right. I think, you yeah, know, okay. being a doctor and all. Um, how you I mean, did yours. how about how well, we can ask the bush doctor, Glenn? Yeah, well, look, that's how, how you do I yours. did mine. <laughs> I was walking off the field. Recorded in a fucking Yabby trap. <laughs> I tripped on a sprinkler. <laughs> that's it. On to the next game. All right. Uh, the uh, Mighty Manly Seagulls, 32, defeat the Dragons, 18, second game on Friday. Uh, Manly's tries through Morgan Harper. <laughs> Molly Alquatu, Kieran Foran, Kate Cuss, Brad Parker, Ruben Garrick, five conversions from five attempts and a penalty goal. The Dragons, uh, 18, came through tries to Tyrell Sloan, Josh Maguire, Jared Beale, Jack Bird, two conversions from three attempts and a penalty goal. The floor is yours. Look, pretty happy. I mean, like, I, was, I had this game kind of penciled in as a loss after they decided to rest daily. Um, obviously, Why? we knew that we obviously we knew the forty eight out because the week before, against another terrible side, being the Canberra Raiders, without a proper half in there, we um yeah they went no, they went nowhere did nothing. Now um the one change from last week to this week, of course, was the uh, return from injury from Josh Schuster, and. I mean, he was yeah, fucking amazing. Like, you know, such a talent. And in the halves, you know, I think he's ultimately going to have to, at least for the next sort of, you know, year or so, I think he's, he's going to have to probably be content with his place as like this, you know, second rower that has a, a license to, to really ball play how, he, you know, what he sees, uh, which is which is fine before he ultimately takes over the 5-8th position going forward when Kieran Foran's done. But, um. But he, I mean, he's the distance. I mean, we, we, the difference. We still didn't have a kicking game because you know, Kieran, you know, he can kick, but he's, you know, he hasn't got this long, long kicking game, and he's not going to, you know, throw out forty twenties and things like that. Um, Cade Cust got more game time uh, this time as well, and so he had some great moments as well. But um, general, just generally as a team, without like you know, probably four of their five, you know, most. Uh, you know, highly paid players, they fucking, they, you know, they did the job against the Dragons side that need to get fucking torched. Now, the Dragons, I thought that, like, I mean, I'm, I'm no first-grade coach, but the Dragons had 12 guys that need to... To be serve. fair, there's a few first-grade coaches that are no first-grade coaches. Yeah, look, I would put myself somewhere above Trent Barrett and, you know, below Desi. But the, the Dragons have 12 guys that had to serve... Or so eleven guys with Vaughn getting the, the ass, but they had they, they got you know, all these guys that need to serve one match suspension over three weeks, right? Mm. Um, I would have thought that they would have seen the Manly game as perhaps not winnable, you know, gen, not not as not as winnable as their next games because I think they've got the Souths or something in two weeks, and they've got the Titans next week. 
So I would have thought, okay, so the Dragons, you know, like maybe get these suspensions out of the way against Manly, get them back in against the Titans, which is a much more winnable game. And it's also a team that they're kind of thereabouts within that battle for the, you know, like eighth or, you know, seventh or whatever. And then, you know, and then have, you know, and then have, you know, have them all back again, you know, for South as well to try and kick on. But they didn't, they only, they only rested a couple. Uh, so, you know, didn't stop them from missing about a thousand fucking tackles though. That that was what I was going to say. I'm not sure that much on this game was determined by anything else than St. George's absolute pitiful defensive display. Now, on the same note, they're up against a side who dug in, and again, St. George threw little more than a fucking wet dishcloth at them in attack, mm-hmm. but Manly missed 13 tackles all evening. Yep. That's a fucking sensational statistic. Yep, especially considering, you know, you, you know, your organisers of defence weren't in the side. And, uh, and traditionally, defence is not oh. fucking great when they're not there. Look... <laughs> Yeah, the the organizer of defence, but let let's be real. Most tackles are missed up up in the middle. It's not it's not in the last line. You miss one and they score a try. Yeah, that's sure. But in the middle, St George missed forty five tackles. Yeah, and once Manly that realized is, that was the fucking yeah. once they realized that was yeah. it took them a little while to realize that was the go. But yeah. once they did, and like it was funny, like the the dragons were so were so so pitiful in defence at times that like right on half time, before half time, Manly made that shift down the left, and they came so close, like they just got cut down right at the you know a meter out or something right before half time. Yes. And so what do they do? They go into the half time break, come out for the second half, ran the exact same fucking play, first play of the second 100%. half, and scored straight away. Hundred <laughs> percent. And like once, and then once they realised, you know, because you got Homoli over there on the right that was just punishing them to the point where they actually switched Willie Army over to the other side of the field just because he was yeah. getting molested relentlessly, yep. and um, and yeah, ultimately didn't it didn't change anything. But yeah, their their defence, and look, you know, they had they had a couple of uh, a couple of young guys there, but their defence was just not good enough, especially from guys that. Should have fucking known better, you know. They they had plenty of guys that should have known better in there. I mean, it was great to see DeBellin, you know, get a bunch of shit, like penalties against him and fucking mistakes and yeah, um, exactly. And, exactly. And Josh Maguire getting stripped by <laughs> by Morgan Harper. Hilarious. And, the, and and, and uh, yeah, I was just thinking, man, imagine if PNG had a few more Morgan Harpers in those little kids there when <laughs> when uh, when Maguire's fucking <laughs> trolling them with jerseys out the window of the team bus. Yeah. Uh, what yeah. they needed was one of them with a machete. <laughs> hack the cunt's arm off at the elbow. Oh yeah, yeah. But I mean, if, yeah. If there had been a couple more Morgan Harpers up there, up there in uh, in in PNG that day, I mean, he would have had to have some fucking meetings about uh, getting some new kit. That's it. <laughs> On the socials, Toto and the Facebook group said, "I honestly don't believe Schuster knows how to pass a ball while looking at the target." Yeah. <laughs> I, I I love it and hate it in equal measure. And like, still, <laughs> the greatest no look pass of all time belongs to Nathan Cleary. Many fucking imitators. I'm glad. You remember it was oh, round. I reckon it was round four this year. Round four, where he threw the sexiest no look pass in the history of rugby league. I go and find in the highlights. Well, somebody else find in the highlights and send it in. I'm not going to say that I'm going to do or that not. because I'm not. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, well, well, that'll, well, that'll go nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bailey, I'm looking at you. Oh, Hashtag. <laughs> Man, um, I'm busy. <laughs> John, 
said, I hope they use the Vaughn money to get rid of Lowry and Kerr. It's like watching Dumb and Dumber or Dick Fingers and Dick Fingerer. <laughs> hashtag Mars Barbecue. I like that as a hashtag. <laughs> That's cool. Anthony said, this game just proves most obvious coaching decision ever. Don't play jet ski. Simple. Yep, word. Uh, Devonhead on Twitter said, you know, Manly might actually be good and the Dragons not as good as they think they are. <laughs> <laughs> but I like it. He had a tweet. He he had a tweet that he busted out before the game, sort of you know mocking me on the fans, going, "Oh, you know, yeah, blah blah, yeah, excuse, they're gonna lose." Yeah, it was it was the exact opposite of that. So I do give him credit for the graciousness. That's it. <laughs> that he followed um, up the loss with. I'm Chuck underscore Bass said superiority always wins over degenerates. <laughs> Hashtag fuck Jack DeBellin. But tell you what, that fucking tweet. Certainly has shades of uh, a novel that Anthony Griffin has on his bookshelf. I'm sure. <laughs> fucking, I think. Watch. I'm, I'm certain that Casey was what, talking about. Uh, she was actually talking about those. You know, just just talent beating uh, the, the degenerates. Cool. Chuck, chuck and yep, cool. And I, I understand if manly people chuck that word superiority around like it's never had any other meaning. You live in your little bubble, fucking North Shore cunts. Um, Tony B it's a bit clunky in attack at times without DCE and Tommy but morality drove the Sea Eagles home to defeat the dumbest collective of human beings since the 2004 Bulldogs there you go see morality did it morals they had morals yep. Tony you fucking wordsmith and superiority moral and otherwise <laughs> Jesus Christ Surprised you didn't say manly defeated you people. <laughs> At Geo underscore Ute said, I'm just apathetic towards this Dragons team. Supporter for decades. However, when the players don't give a shit about the Red V and they support at best a bloke who cheated on his pregnant, ah, uh, fuck it, I'm too apathetic to finish my point. Um, yeah, look, the, the Dragons need a blow up. Mm, Griffin's, yeah, yeah. Griffin's been there half a season. And turning it into the Broncos team that wasn't that good five years ago, two point <laughs> is not proving to be a good plan. I'm as shocked you're, as anyone. You, you reckon in his performance review he'll say, um, "I uh, I train, train, you know, coached a hooker back to state of origin selection." Fuck, fuck me. He did. Yeah, that's it. Maybe. Yeah, on to the next. Well, one. I mean, he coached two. He, he coached two hookers back into the origin side, didn't he? Because they both, yeah, they both came from his team. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> That's true. Oh yeah, uh, but Ben Hunt was always getting selected. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, where were we? The uh, Cowboys, Sydney Roosters, thirty-four to feed the Cowboys, eighteen uh, up there at the abattoir. Um, the Roosters, thirty-four, came through tries to Crichton, Walker, Billy Smith, Joseph Manu, a double to Ikevalu and Tupanua. Uh, Walker, three conversions. And uh, the, the Cowboys, 18, tries to uh, Bowen, Tabuai Fido, Reese Robson, and uh, Drinkwater, three conversions. The Cowboys, the thing that stood out for me, uh, touched on earlier, was the Cowboys' inability to defend close to their line was just fucking horribly exposed by the Roosters, who, you know, we've already spoken at length in previous episodes about, you know, their troubles with injuries and stuff. Um wasn't even really a full-strength Roosters side, and they just scored at will whenever they got within 10 to 15 metres of the Cowboys' mm. line, which is disappointing for the Cowboys because other than that, they actually took the game to the Roosters and were, were right in the game mm. up until the last five minutes. 
Yeah. Um, but the Roosters, you could whenever they got down down that end, you could just see it, they almost expected to score, which is pretty demoralising for the Cowboys. Tabuai Fado, obviously with Holmes, Val Holmes' injury, uh, they shifted him to fullback and he was a standout for the Cowboys. Um, I'm not sure whether wing, centre or fullback is his preferred spot. He certainly looked at home. Um, I would expect fullback. fullback. Yeah, I mean that's where he started. That's where he first came into the Cowboys side yeah. as well, didn't he? At yeah. fullback, and then mm-hmm. now he has to be sort of pushed around on the whims of obviously they're paying near on a million to Valentine home, so yeah. he's on fullback money. He's fullback, and um, yeah. And what do you, what are your thoughts? Who do, who do you reckon's fast? Who reckon, who do you reckon is the fastest? It's got to come down between him, Saab, or Fox, yeah. Yeah, we know so, we know so. Charlie Staines is faster than Josh Adokar. And Jacob Little is faster than Charlie Staines. So does that make Jacob Little the fastest no. man in rugby league? Well, no, Charlie Staines was injured that game. Charlie Staines is in the conversation anyway. I mean, so, so, so just the, Charlie, just... Charlie Staines is the fastest man in rugby league. Jason Sarver is, like, is, is, is the fastest at this point until he's, until he's proven otherwise. I think the Foxes, you know... The Fox is still fucking. Yeah, Jason Saab is benefiting from being, you know, put in massive holes by, you know, superior playmaking though too. So it's kind of hard, you know. Does that, you know, does that really showcase Casey's speed, or has he just been given a saloon ride? Jason Saab is such a millennial sook that he will need a safe space. If we say that he's not the fastest man, even if he doesn't hear us, he'll start shuddering and whimpering. That is how much based of an on literally nothing. Is. <laughs> based what on his fuck? exit from the Dragons. Hey, well, he just played the game. He just agitated to get his release, and he got it. No, he and is, now look he at is, him flourishing. He's he's the millennial noffer. I deserve a first grade spot. I deserve. I, I, yeah, but he never said that, that was never that was never his. That was I never, take full he, responsibility he for this. He deserved to play. He deserved to play in. Uh, he deserved to play in a good side. That was the. Uh, that was that was more more the thing. And he, take... and he had to travel. He had to travel five minutes, five minutes less distance to train at the good side than the shit side. And uh, not to mention, I mean, yeah, he did obviously. He he had a coach coming in as well that you know. He saw in, the likes on Griffin's Twitter account. <laughs> in summary, Jacob Little, fastest man in rugby league. Thank you for uh, your time, gentlemen. I thought Victor when you Radley... say in rugby league, when you say in rugby league, just just sorry, just quickly, in when you say in rugby, rugby league, league, I mean, are you talking like? I, I would assume the baseline before we right even start now. talking before we start talking about the speed. I thought the ba- the baseline should be has a first grade position locked in. Because right now I'm the fastest man in rugby league. Then, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys are great. I'll tell you what I am enjoying um, this Roosters team that understands how fucking hard they have to work for every win. Mm. And and don't get me wrong, the Roosters teams of recent years that were you know, slick and skillful and chock full of big names in key positions, they were great to watch. But I'm really enjoying these guys become, or being forced to become old heads sort of midway through the career. Mm. Like these guys like Crichton uh, are really being forced to to step up in terms of maturity and what they bring to the team probably a couple of years before it was due. 
and they're doing a very good job of shepherding these young blokes through and instilling a fucking work ethic in them that's going to show in five years' times. Mm. These young guys at the Roosters are blooding now, all of them. I, I'm putting it here now, are going to be the big effort players of five years' time. They're not going to be the... Like Nate, you said um, after Origin. You know, Mitchell Moses is the kid who gets there and as soon as they've given him the jumper, he's like, yes, I'm an Origin player now regardless of the result. Whereas there are other players who take the jumper and say, well, now I have to go and win. <coughs> I said that, but... Yeah, yeah Glenn, Glenn said that, but I, can, I say, can I just say I, I, I do thoroughly agree with him? Didn't you say that about Luai? Sorry? <sighs> Nate no, said no, that about no. Luai. That you would dominate at that level as well. No, I said that about the fuck be dead. I really? keep up. Glenn definitely oh, said... Fuck. Glenn, it Glenn, made Glenn, sense. Glenn, I thought it was Nate. Glenn definitely said the thing, the thing about Moses. He de- definitely 100% said yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I said, Luai gets the jumper and says, now I'm going to dominate at this level. Yeah, oh, see, I, don't, I, don't, I don't remember you saying about Luai, but I, I mean, he said it about Moses, of course, because he's a sour fucking West, <laughs> West Tiger supporting cunt who can't let go Was of I the wrong? That, you know, that, Was I fucking that, wrong? That, that, no, of the TMB, no, of the TMB, all they've got left is the little is the little punk ass B. Man, so, I told you fucking ten years ago, Jam Master J was going to curse your ass for fucking using that line. You're <laughs> fucked. You're fucked. Something has fucking cursed us. Oh, what? What? You, are you saying that he that he's not cursed yet? The curse hasn't kicked in yet. What? <laughs> oh no, but it just won't lift. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Hate to see it. Mm. Um, yeah, but, but this, this rooster side. Well, well, this year they're they're probably not going to trouble the the top teams at finals time. Um, there is a there's a fucking solid foundation there moving forward. I want to say Radley um, as well. Uh, he looks to be stung by Robbo's criticism quite publicly uh, after his incident on the on the getting kicked off the plane. Yep. And I think he's, you know, in line with what you were saying, some of these guys that are being forced to step up for different reasons, but he's he's really, by way of his effort, and trying to lift those around him. And I think he's, you know, overall <clears throat> overriding factor. He wants to make up for the for the mistake that he made off the field. Um, mm. So Robbo seems very measured, and, and he wouldn't have struck me as someone that would publicly slam a player if he didn't have an ulterior motive as far as he knows what is going to motivate the guy. Yeah. To, so, Well, that, that's um, the other thing strategic. you can do, though. If if you have a strong culture, and and it's something close to home for me because it's a, it's a culture that I try and instill in the family here, that there is a fucking – there's a big separation between what you do and who you are. You know, in that if, if you fuck up, that is something that you have done and we can work on that. It's not who you are. Mm. You know, so if we need to have hard chats about things, we're talking about something that happened. It's not who you are, so you don't have to have that personal defense up. And I feel like that's what Robbo's got within the Roosters mm. because he goes on and on and on about, you know, our our actions and what we show and you know how how we behave for each other. He says he has a, a lot of words like that um, in his press conferences and his interviews, and that's a perfect example with Radley. Mm. If you can go out there and publicly smash something that he's done, that comes across as holy fuck. He's roasted this cunt in public. 
Whereas if you've if you've got a culture of well, hang on, no, he knows. I'm not talking about him. He knows what I think about him. Mm. I'm talking about an incident. That's a powerful thing to have amongst your players. Fair. On the socials. Brendo in the Facebook group said, I don't think the Roosters trouble many of the top sides in this finals, but goal kicking is a serious issue going forward. That is true. There were, uh, what they kick? Three of three of seven? Yeah, I was looking at that before. Mm, that's eight points on the, you know, mm. left on the field. Yep. Can't hurt you. Uh, Riggs in the Facebook group. Riggs. And uh, Angus Crichton, most improved player in the NRL. The Chooks looked 200% better when he came on. I don't think his form this year and his form last year, uh, like he wasn't that bad to be the most improved, is what I'm saying. Mm. I'm not, not saying he's not I mean, great. I mean, he's he's always been a very good player and you know, graduated to be you know paid a lot of money by the Roosters. And... Um... <laughs> So, yeah, like, yeah, I, I, don't, um, I don't know how much improvement he had in his life. I've, I've always, you know, rated him, to be honest. Yeah, again, so we, we all think he's great, so you can't be most improved if you're already too great. Yeah. Uh, at DeanK88 on Twitter, said, East sealing the game with a back running around untouched, as is tradition. A underscore Cadell01, it's the initial hope that really kills you. I take solace in knowing next year with Townsend, having momentary hope won't be an issue. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, at the biggest tiger, with Kiri, this Roosters team could be top four. Well, you know, yes, with Cooper Cronk, they could also be top four, but they don't play. So yeah, yeah. they're not. And, you um, know, yeah, throw Bingmore's back in there. and Is Kiri done done? Or is, like, is he re- retired, retired? Or. Or is that just, no, no, retired. He, you mean you mean injured for the out for the year? You mean ACL. That's what I'm saying. But Bard, is that have they said he'll come back next year or are they? Kiri, Kiri, yeah, right, of course he is. Yeah, Kiri's going. Oh, it's only an ACL. Yeah. No, I know. I know yeah. he's young. He's, what? What? I don't understand where do you get where do you get these retirement vibes from though. He's fucking playing. He's got years left, man. You reckon? It's not brain injury. Okay. I don't know. I mean, look, you know, I've just, I, I'm, I'm, I'm upset enough about Bimo's retiring, especially considering he's got literally a fucking walking spare parts shop that, <laughs> at the elite level that could, you know, throw him some fucking tendons. Yeah. Or he doesn't have to like, get something off, grab something off a cadaver. I mean, <laughs> yeah. So you reckon Kiri comes back next year? Of course he does. Fuck. Is there like okay. another Kiri that's like thirty six years old or something? No, that I don't know no, 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 no. I yeah, I don't know. I, <laughs> no, I just, he's, he's, after of he's. after the head knock stuff and the time, and then coming back from an ACL. Mm. Yeah, I think his head. I think I think his head is. Uh, his, his, his head would enjoy uh, enjoy nearly a full year rest. <laughs> it may prolong his career if anything, extend his career. <laughs> All right, you done with those socials? We're done. Right. Okay. The Raiders. 34 defeated the Sharks 18 uh, down there at Hope Solo. And the Raiders tries to uh, Rapner, White, and Hudson Young, uh, Xavier Savage, and uh, Semi Valame. Croker, four conversions, three penalty goals, defeating the Sharks 18, which tries to Ramian, Katoa, and the Moot. And uh, three conversions to Trindle. Far closer game than the scoreline really indicates. Canberra 
scored two late tries to to run away with it. But um, pretty competitive, I thought, for the Sharks. Braden Trindle doesn't seem to get a lot of raps, but he's um, he's quietly putting some impressive performances together for the Sharks. His his ball plays a tough little nugget too, um, and had some really nice touches in this game. I I, I thought and. He's he's is he Tricky Trindle's son? I assume, but I don't I don't want to yeah, okay. go on the record. I mean, because he could be, yeah he could be yeah nephew or something. Yeah, you know, I, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. I honestly don't know. Um, fact checked here. No, well, I could fact check. Fair. I suppose, but yeah. we could. Um, Jay, you would have been big fan of Xavier Savage making his debut and playing well and getting the commentators talking and opening the door for a decade of X Factor references. <laughs> no. Look, Lions don't concern themselves with the opinions of <laughs> fuckhead commentators. <laughs> I love it. Um, I still don't know that the Raiders, you know, they they close this game out impressively uh, and they, they stuck in the game in what was a pre- pretty competitive game, but I still don't know that it answers all the questions about where the Raiders are at or whether they're on an upward tick now. But, um, Look, it, here's the thing. It, it's easy for us to, to sit here and be like, yeah, okay, the, Ra- the Raiders have had a, a terrible season. They've failed in the second half. Um, they've beaten some pretty dodgy teams. You know, the Sharks aren't really great opposition. Easy for us to say that on the other side of microphones. It's It's much harder when there's you know, 13, 100 plus kilo blokes running at you that you've got to stop to, to be considered poor opposition. And I think that every game the Raiders can win, no matter if it's by two or by 20, is just a little bit more in the confidence tank. Mm. And that's crucial for them because they, they'd kicked that yoke off of, of the faders from a couple of years back. Um, and it came back mighty fucking fast. It was a couple of games. All of a sudden, it's back in everyone else's mind, and it's back in theirs as well. So I think games like this are crucial to them stepping through and and really trying to get back that confidence they had. Um, Sharks, on the other hand, I, I can't put my finger on what it might be to them but they still don't seem to have adapted to the new style of play. As in, you must be fast, you must be meticulous, you must be disciplined. They still seem to want to be these, you know, bad boys and get everyone into a grind and niggle Mm. and, you know, really slow you down and knock you out of your rhythm, which, you know, won them a premiership. To be fair, yeah, but having said that, I don't but, think they have that kind of toughness anyway. Like at the moment, anyway. No, they don't. Exactly. So, um, yeah, it's yeah, hey, maybe this is what happens when you you dump a, a popular coach that had a, a bunch of guys probably overachieving um, midway through the year, and doesn't help. You know, things like Johnson's checked out. He checked out as soon as he fucking signed his contract. Yep. Um, you've got Aaron Woods there talking about wanting to get out. So how much harmony can there be in that team mm. when when you've got that? Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a rough end of the season for the poor old Sharkies, unfortunately. Anyone else got anything to add? No. Nice. Uh, the Biddles won on Instagram. 
He said that was hard to watch. It pains my green ass to say, but clearly both teams are making up the numbers. Hmm, interesting. And with a completely uh, alternate take, Rishi said when equally average teams play, the game can be excitingly close for a neutral. And Mitch in the Facebook group said, this is not the first time I've been let down by the moot. That is absolutely <laughs> fucking terrible. Um, Terry said, what an enjoyable game. I'm now interested in who will win tier three. Fuck, so there you go. Can we can we formalise this, please? <laughs> I so tried in- to do it the other day. I had a guy Look, I, w- I would like to, I would. I think we should formalise it. Let's formalise it on the Facebook group. After round after after round twenty one, I think we'll have a better picture. Okay, because the Storm play Manly and Penrith back to back weeks. I think. Yeah. Okay. Like twenty twenty one. I think around yep. there. Yep. So um, around around there, I might I might have it wrong by a week or something. But yeah, nineteen twenty twenty. No, it's not like okay. Nineties next week. In the me- in the meantime, yeah. I'll start a thread on the Facebook group. Uh, give us your tears. Yep. Tier one, two, and three are all that matters. Yep. Um, so it's either tier one, two, and then everyone else is three, or you know, tier one, two, and three. Fuck everyone else. Yeah, you might. Uh, want to split, yeah, you might. You may want to split the top six into three tiers rather than perhaps two. Well, no, it's it's talking about who's of the same quality. There there might be yeah. two in tier one and five in tier two. Doesn't yeah, have to but be what two, I'm, two, what I'm two saying, two. Yeah, yeah. No, what I'm saying is though is like there's the, there's clearly there's tiers. That have the top six team in, in them in whatever, and then there's the last fucking twelve or the last ten are they're in whatever's the shit tier, whatever the number is after that. So yes, you, we'll you call, can split. Call so it you the, might Glenn, split the top tiers of a clown. Why didn't you join in, Glenn? Haven't heard that one? Nah, I've heard it. I've heard Counting it. Crows didn't cover it. <laughs> You're a fucking cock. <laughs> I'll just say, um, no, I did, no, I did, I did a bit of, I did a bit of Google foo, and uh, and Trindle has. Oh, at first, I was going to say he has no no relationship whatsoever to Tricky, but uh, apparently he's a distant relation. Oh, okay, there so just much, much much the same as. Oh, no, I won't say that because I won't fucking I won't dox you. But yeah, I was going. <laughs> I was going to tie you to a player. <laughs> uh, Willie said, absolutely, refs faulting the fuck out of this game. I'm going to recruit whoever bullied Chechen out of the NRL to work on Grant Atkins. <laughs> I fucking hate Grant Atkins too. Who said that one? Oh. You, you, you're my people. I fucking hate that Willie. guy too. He's, yeah, Willie. He's, oh, he's, yeah, he's fucked yeah. manly. has some games too, cunt. Yeah. Uh, Greg said, 62 missed tackles. Fuck me. Yeah. At least I'm getting... At least I'm getting myself prepared to cheer when the Special Olympics rolls around. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Solzy said, really enjoyed that game. I haven't really enjoyed many games this year, but fuck, I enjoyed that one. Savage looking a really good prospect. Fuck yeah. How good is it? Like when your season's an absolute fucking write-off and you get like this this one young player come through and Mm. all of a sudden... You win an imaginary premierships in three years' time. Everything's <laughs> fucking rosy. <laughs> it's a fucking powerful drug rugby league. Oh, that, sounds like, that, that sounds it's like something. never happened to me. You'd, you'd call that Tiger Syndrome or something, <laughs> wouldn't you? I mean, you go, <laughs> I mean, there's always a Rudolph or a Simkin or a fucking Walters or... <laughs> there's always some... Rudolph. Yeah, I guess there was... There was 
We'll go. We'll go back to fucking. I mean, I remember there, there used to be a. Oh, yeah, you, know, you had fuck. There's so they can literally go back to the start of this show and earlier. Yeah. You know, oh, there's fucking yeah, you know, Maltzen, and then there's a Tedesco, and and the funny thing is sometimes, sometimes they fucking sometimes you land you land that bet, and then they fuck off to another club. Yeah. <laughs> Before they quite you know reach uh, that look, destiny. Here's the thing: Penrith can be can be guilty of that as well. Like the the amount the amount of next great halves we've had come through our junior system dominated at that level yeah and have ended up not doing much yeah but you also have enough of them that you know it's not it's not as painful because you know the only reason they don't they're not enough when they hit first grade is often because there's a better one yeah true in you know, in-house you know so true 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 that's us on to the next game okay uh where are we i think it's the storms game uh okay storm 48 defeat the knights four down there at Hope Solo. And um, and this is, yeah, the Saturday games. Fuck me, it looked empty down there. And I mean, like, I get it. Like, these are a, a very last-minute sort of, last-minute uh, location changes, venue changes, and mm. to teams that have nothing to do with anything. But, I mean, Gold Coast, fuck, get, get out there. Apparently, they were doing, like, double-header tickets for, like, 20 bucks to okay. to watch the games. You know, so fucking get out there, man. Um the storm. So the storm's tries came through a double to Justin Olam, uh, Nico Hines, Munster, a double to Jennings, Jerome Hughes, Remus Smith tries, Hines, eight conversions, and uh, the Knights a solitary try to uh, Dominic Young. Okay, like looks like the Predator. Um, the predator. Yeah, obviously, obviously not enough. <laughs> he he looks more like the Predator than 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 Ockenbore, but. <laughs> But yet he's less of a predator. But yeah, <laughs> I think the Knights would have been up against it, obviously, in this game at um, even at full strength. But uh, Mitchell Pearce ruled out before the game, and then they lost Clemmer and, and Ponga to HIAs. Um, all adds up to a scoreline like this in the end. Um, Storm pretty clinical. Probably an unpopular opinion, but Jerome Hughes with his consistency and and. And how good he's been in so many games this season. I feel like the fact that his higher profile teammates, um, flashy plays, I feel like they take Daly M points away from him. And he he has every right to be in contention for the Daly M. He's just so consistent. And I reckon they're certainly in the games, and they haven't lost many, um, in the games of Storm 1, he would have to been in the points in the vast majority of those games. Mm. Just yeah, what you're, just probably, so what you're describing consistent. though. What you're describing though has probably been a storm problem since like fucking 2005. And mm. you because because of course yeah you, when you got Billy Slater, Greg Inglis, Israel Folau, you know all these guys taking points off each other as well. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, um, see, I just yeah. But yeah, you, but no, you're right. Was, you're right. Though, it was nice mean. to see Bellamy give him gave him a fair rap in the press conference and. Um, you know, he's really, you know, Bellamy went so far as to say, and, you know, you wouldn't expect him to come out and go, yeah, I'd, there's fucking five other halfbacks in the comp I'd prefer to have. But, you know, he said we wouldn't swap him for any anyone else in the comp. He's, you know, he's so important to their side. So, yeah, um, he's he's having a, a real breakout year and it's good to see. I like him as a player. Are you going to say for yourself, Joe? Mate, what what else do you say about this? Mel- Melbourne just keep on doing Melbourne things. It it's that 
that typical Storm performance we've seen for a couple of years now where where it's obvious that each of the players has has half a dozen or so things that they know they must do every single game and each of them go out there and, and execute. Yeah. It, it's such a simple game plan and it's such a simple system they have in defence that relies on, I would say, unparalleled trust and knowing exactly what the guy on the side of you is going to do. It does make and, it quite entertaining... And, and we saw this in, in one of the games this afternoon when the people inside or outside of you have no fucking idea what you're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, they, they, they really are the, the benchmark of the competition. So, so much so that they can complete at well under 80%. Which is low for a team, you know, running first, and especially especially when to clock near fifty. Mm. The but, only reason they didn't get fifty is for a because they declined a, an easy penalty kick that would have made yeah. it fifty, and b because like their last probably in the last five six minutes of the game, every set where they were reasonably close was ended with a you know just just driving it over the sideline. Yeah, I mean, spot they clearly on. were in the mentality of like fuck it, let's just run, you know let's yeah. just run this out. Um, but ten line breaks. Yeah, mm. ten line breaks. That's that's just people around the ball backing up, putting the defence in two minds constantly for eighty minutes. Sensational effort on the social. Shout, for that out, to, shout out to Olam as well. I mean, he's gone from like uh, you know a, a physically gifted, like you know, like a fast player that could put a hit on. Yeah, but you know that, but you know, made mistakes and did some dumb shit, you know, shooting out of the line and things like that in defence because he does like to put a hit on. Now. Yeah. He's got he's fucking rubbed all that shit out of his game. I mean, he's an he's an excellent attacking player. He's exactly where he needs to be. Defense, he still puts the hits on, but he doesn't do the dumb shit. Oh, he's a he's a prototype player that Bellamy loves, and he's just he's obviously found himself to be so you know proven himself to be someone that can be molded well, exactly into what that team needs. Well, again, what what more can you ask from a new player than to come in and hone your craft? Yeah. Yes, you, you're very good at, at some aspects of rugby league. Now, here are the bits that take some fucking study and discipline and time. Go get better at them. Oh, okay, yeah, fuck yeah. Cool. Yep, yep. I'd have him any day. And I love, like, George um, Jennings, you know, he's, he's floated around clubs and, you know, never been that great or anything. You know, playing playing great, you know, found a home there. Remus Smith. Yeah. I mean, you know, going mm. from literally the gutter. Yeah. Of fucking bulldogs. It, it, it's funny. You look at them and... And those play like all of those players you've named, you know, you, you think of great players anyway. Like think of Tommy, Tommy Turbo, right? Where is he gonna be what position is he gonna be a great player in? Yeah? Most most positions on the field. He's gonna be great at one, if you need him at, at two or three as well. Um sorry, yeah, two or four. Uh he he'd be a serviceable six. He'd probably end up even playing lock if you really needed him to. Yeah. Um, but but what Bellamy does is he turns those players into a great position. Yeah. Like, you know, Olam is, is a great center. He he just does everything right that a center needs to do. Yep. So, um, Sean Dog 70 on Instagram said, as a Knights fan in Shamesville, I feel like that dude who rolls up the stone up the hill and then it comes down again. Is O'Brien really Sisyphus? Should I start supporting the Broncos instead? Should I just get some rocky road and do the shove of shame? 
so many emotions right now. He had another humiliating loss. Fucking shout out for the Sisyphus reference. What a fucking intellectual podcast we are. How good. I love um, the shove of shame, if I'm honest. <laughs> there we go. See? I'm shouting out Sisyphus and you're laughing at shove of shame. That's <laughs> fucking funny. I like it. Oh, God. Um, Sam Carriage, 89, said, Knights fan here. Rick James is killing us. Yes, he was. Uh, Stephen in the Facebook group said, yep, Knights are indeed getting a really good look at exactly how far away that line is. Hashtag reality check. Adam. Said, remove finger of hope. Insert large fist of reality. (laughs) Uh, Ross said, I've said it before, but the Knights are by far the worst team on the sixth tackle at either end. I would love to know how many length of field tries have been scored off our attacking kicks in the last 10 years. Now, this is something, if you'd have said to me, what team does this happen to the most? I would not have had the Knights at all in contention. But it's got to be one of those things. It's like the Tyrone Peachy of plays. Like fans of every other team. Yeah, yeah. You know, saw Tyrone Peachy and were like, oh, that's some fucking electrifying shit. It'd only be something Newcastle fans would realize. So Knights fans, <laughs> tell me, is this something that sits with you? Do you do you feel that that's true? Um, if someone wants to go and fact check it with, with stats, feel free. But um, It's not the Yeah, I read house. that. No. Uh, and finally, Troy. Said, so you know that feeling when you really wish you were somewhere else? That's me right now. Fuck you, purple wrestling cheating cunts. <laughs> I'll take it from that. He was at the ground. Well done. Okay. Um, moving on to this afternoon. The uh, Panthers, 30, defeat the Warriors, 16. Uh, the Panthers had a tries, a double to kick out, uh, a double to Charlie Staines, uh, Toto and Liam Martin with tries, Crichton, three of six conversions, defeating the Warriors, 16, tries to Wade Egan, Reese Walsh, and uh, Rocco Berry. Reese Walsh, two of three conversions. Wade Egan revenge game. <laughs> oh, oh, he's back. <laughs> he's scoring tries. Um, it was nice to see the the stand-in Penrith halves a little bit more comfortable. Um, Tyrone Mays finding his groove, and that groove is squarely that he... He has a pretty good understanding of, of some of the philosophy of playing in the seven or playing in the halves, um, but he is not an athlete. And unfortunately, in the Panthers at the moment, that's what he's replacing. He's replacing two guys who, who their biggest benefit at the moment is the speed and energy that they play with and the athleticism that they bring to that attack. So um, he is firmly that half. You saw it today, you know, those the massive long harbour bridge passes. His vision is very good, and some of his execution at times can be very, very good. But that's that's where it begins and ends with him as a half. Um, the, the rest of the side seems to be growing in confidence as well without the guys out. They've completed at 82%, which was crucial for them in this game, the past couple of weeks without their origin players or without their injured players, they'd really let themselves down with handling and discipline. So it was very impressive to see them get back to that low mistake level of football. It's not where they need to be to knock off some of the better sides. Um, but all in all, it was their running game. They clocked over 1,900 running metres in that game. 
and fuck me, Fisher Harris. And I think, and I, I don't know how I'm actually saying this with them, you know, being obviously the greatest team to ever play rugby league, but they're also the greatest underrated team to ever play rugby league. Who's like underrated? Isaiah, Penrith. No, 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 no the, just, the players. So Isaiah Yo is still the most underrated player in the game. Um, from the way he played this afternoon, was you know setting up tries or you know, setting up the play before tries. He'd probably walk into the number six or seven jersey at at any other club except Penrith. Uh, and James Fisher Harris is is going to be the next immortal. Like the wow. way he has revolu- yeah. revolutionised the prop position in fucking Jay Land. <clears throat> I'm just going to say magic, I have copped ma- so much fight. shit for, <laughs> from so many people over this season and the last several. And I wasn't even part of this fucking show for dumb <laughs> shit that I said in the first six years that I hosted this po- podcast. And none of what I said was as dumb as that. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I think it's, it's, it's interesting. Drink your fucking like, yeah, diabetes. It's, it's, <laughs> It's interesting that uh, that you know, losing losing Tohu Harrison and uh, Roger Tuivasa-Sheck like in the first fucking twenty minutes and uh, Wade Egan Wade, Wade Egan afterwards and uh, and the, the Warriors playing with no bench for like the second half uh, <laughs> and ultimately only getting run down when they were, when they were fucking exhausted through having no available interchange, <laughs> interchange players. Look, and, I, uh, with, I think especially with with middles playing the kinds of minutes that they never you know unheard of. There you go. Um, so right now, the two of you are underrating James Fisher Harris. So thank you for proving my point that they are the most underrated side. I didn't say. I didn't in say the history of rugby league. I didn't say anything about Fisher Harris though. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, he was included in what you were saying when you were saying Penrith. He was included in in that statement. But he, here's my secret fucking shame. Do you know how many times Just that happened one. to Penrith last year? What happened to Penrith? Did they beat teams because they fucking fratarded themselves with HIAs or their best player came out and like did an ACL in the first fucking 10 minutes. Go back through last year, through last season. How many? Do you have a number? I don't, but it was a fucking lot of them. It was a (laughs) fucking lot of them. So So, they're they're just built on a fucking bedrock of other teams' misfortunes. Our season rests (laughs) on a fucking throne of lies. I will um, say though that several uh, substandard full strength sides have been blown out by 40 or 50 this season and the Warriors kept things respectable with only 13 yeah. fit players finishing this game there's something to be said That's for it. that. Yeah, yeah 100%. Yeah. Well, once again we can you know you know we all love the Warriors blah blah blah. So brave well, but this time they actually earned it. Yeah. This time the Warriors genuine and and their fans genuine recipients of sympathy and empathy from the fans of other clubs. Mm-hmm. That must be a wonderful fucking feeling. Well, well it's done. a woman. It's a woman fuzzy. It's a, it's it's a woman fuzzy way to feel. Uh, yeah, after getting beaten again and again. Yes, true. Again. That's true. <laughs> yeah. uh, John said, "Looks like our reserve halves are starting to click." Hashtag fuck the Warriors. Uh, Brendo said, "Is Walsh a dairy farmer? Little cunt does that much milking." <laughs> oh, <fucking laughs> I tell you what, I. He had a, he had a couple of good ones today, but I hope he doesn't get that reputation. I hope he doesn't turn into a fucking Trey Young. <laughs> nah, you know, surely NRL fucking. Thing. Oh, I yeah, I, I would like to see like yeah some more specific you know examples of the milking ones because I mean the the one that I can oh the crush the crusher tackle was a fucking 
Like what? What was crushed? What was oh, really? He's he's young. He's he's youthful. Fucking you know vertebrae. Oh, his eyelash eyelashes. <laughs> Oh, God, and I mean, look, I, know, I know when they're that young, you know, I mean, they just, you know, they they, they bounce and the bones just bend. They don't break. But yeah, <laughs> still. That cunt, he, he's old enough. You chuck him in a swimming pool, he still opens his eyes under instinct. <laughs> Fuck me. Uh, Nathan in the Facebook group said, Penrith was so brave, so, so brave. These players haven't seen their families for a week and most are backing up from origin. Also, playing with a centre and a div for utility in the halves. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Shane said think I'd rather watch an 80 minute Craig McLaughlin comedy special than see another game of May and Burton (laughs) steering this side (laughs) Uh, Shunter said Tyrone finally put the boot into his troubled past uh, oh I didn't even know he settled the civil suit this week I wonder how much Uh, that cost him and now he's lobbing Harbour Bridge passes for tries like it's before the 2020 grand final third best half of the club look at him go (laughs) <laughs> um, at Backwards Sit on Twitter said those warriors are bloody useless hunt for the wilder people in 2016 still relevant today yes they were and uh, Sean Anthony 76 simply said Penrith were going through the motions I don't think it was that complimentary to Panthers the warriors weren't uh, exactly at full strength but uh, we'll take it that's it alright it's time the West Tigers 42 <laughs> to feed the Brisbane Broncos. 24 to retain their grip on the uh, Glenn Blakely Fairweather Cup. What did you call and, it? Uh, what did you call it last week? Me Wee Cup. Counterfeiting you are. <laughs> oh no, was that, was that on the show? I don't have to say that to you. Me, just on the no, phone. no, no, yeah. no. It was on the show. The Me Wee fucking Cup. So. Yeah, yeah. Are they are they your pronouns now, Glenn? <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> no, the Tigers uh, tries came uh, through uh, Luciano Lolua, Dane Laurie, uh, Pauga with a try on debut, uh, Manu try. What have we got? Tommy Talau with a double, and David Nofaluma getting a double, thereby sending himself to the top of the West Tigers try scoring. Rankings. He deserves that all time. Uh, Dewey five conversions. Uh, the Broncos twenty four tries to Oates, uh, Ricky Flegler, and Katoni Stags. Uh, Asako three conversions and a penalty goal. Off you go, Glenny. Let a rip, mate. Ah, uh, look. All say first of all, big uh, big Steph took the Origin experience and 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 made you know to his full advantage. Uh, being around the the group and and experiencing that, you know, by all reports from people around the club, he he's um come back with his you know head held high and he and he showed it in this game. Um, he was he was massive for the Tigers, I thought. Um, Dewey in the centres has clearly had its time. It's a bit like a toilet brush in the arsehole. They've the experiments happened. Whilst there's a bit of residual bloodshed and a few stains and a horrible smell, it's things are now back to where they should be. And he's got the six on his back and he played like a fucking champion today. He, uh, I think he had f- four try assists, a couple of line breaks, offloads, back where he should be. And we looked a better side for it. The, uh, 
it's it's almost embarrassing that the Tigers, with the way they've played this year at times, at the Melbourne game and the, and the South game, uh, two horrible examples um, of just how bad they can be. They're a win or two out of the eight, <laughs> and um, two two difficult games uh, in the run home with Manly and Penrith. But the rest of our games are quite winnable, which means we'll probably lose all of them. But <laughs> <laughs> but um, if we can uh, if we can win the majority of those games and make the eight, that is going to be very embarrassing for teams like the fucking Titans and their cunt fans, and the Dragons and their cunt fans. And um, you know the knights and their country Raiders, fans. Sharks. Raiders, sharks, oh, Titans. Please, I'm going to be <laughs> fucking insufferable. But we may now go on a fucking seven game losing streak. So whatever. Your but, only worry, what's my is if worry? you is if you need to win the last game of the season. Yep, hundred percent. I'm or, against them. Or just need to not lose it by a certain yeah, amount, exactly. and that amount You're that amount could be correct. seventy. Yeah, it wouldn't matter. It could be ninety. It wouldn't fucking matter. We know it doesn't matter. <laughs> History is written. Due to uh, budget cuts this week, our defensive coach is David Nofaluma. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see? I, I am liking him, and you, I will. I'm loath Jay to give you any fucking credit at any stage, but. You really fucking opened my eyes to David Nofaluma some time ago. <laughs> and I watch him a whole lot more closely now as a result. And he's turning into a bit of a cunt. Yep. There's, today, <laughs> he fucking he got tackled or, or went to take a run and he realised he was going to run behind one of the other players. So he sort of stopped and got tackled. And as the other players sort of... You know, referee court held. Before he gets to play the ball, he's like fucking, oh, you know, hands out like, you know, yeah. what the fuck are you doing? The fuck? Yeah. Look, shut up, mate. Throwing his teammates on a bus. Like, I, I don't know. And and maybe it was me. Like, I, I sit firmly in the, I needed to fucking work very hard to make up for a lack of natural athletic ability. Which is why fucking carrying on undeservedly on both ends is such fuck it like it, it turns my stomach. Mm. It turns my fucking stomach. And there's a difference between, you know, confidence or youthful hubris coming in. Um, like, you know, I look at uh, Luai and, and To'o and those guys and and it, that doesn't really fall into this category, but but carrying on like you're fucking the next coming after a terrible season, including many horrible personal performances, mm. that just turns my fucking stomach. And I still, I still don't know what the actual there's there's a there's an algorithm or something to it, but there's just whether it's the speed of two passes from the ruck where he's then found to be six meters. Inside his opposition winger, yeah. Or I, I don't know what it is, but I fucking hate the fact that you've pointed it out, and that I watch it so much more closely now. And probably and to look, go, hey, you were wrong, but you were one hundred percent right, and it's very yeah. frustrating. 
<laughs> Here's the thing. People, people do deal with things differently. Maybe he needs to do that to to keep himself confident, to keep himself any sort of confident. I, you know, I, I don't know the guy. I don't know how he ticks. Mm. All I'm talking about is how it comes across. Mm. But but at, at some stage, it stops being his fault. To him. You know? Well, well at, at some stage, if everyone else can see it and – and the yeah. club's not doing anything about it. Like there are defensive coaches, right? There, there are defensive coaches not in that at club. The Tigers, there aren't. But, but again, it's like it's not something that's that mm. should be should be news. Like you know, uh, someone brought it up recently when Vunavalu got called out on on social media. He came back and replied and just went, well, you know what? When this happened, I did this. When this happened, I did this. When this happened, I did this. I'm completely happy with my decisions. Mm. Yep. And it was, oh, okay, fuck. There's some, there's some coaching going on there. Yep. No worries. This this yeah. is what he did. This is why I did it. Yeah, fair enough. At at what stage is fucking don't come that far in from your opposite? Yeah. A, a concept that no one can pass along. <coughs> so, yeah. Anyway, yeah. I, don't know. I, I will Look, say, I, I, like, sorry, oh, sorry. I was just gonna say, like, well, yeah, this it's become far, far more about not for than, than, than it needed to. But this this game until about like the sixtieth minute, it felt like the Broncos were extremely and comfortably in control of the game, despite yeah. uh, whether the Tigers were ahead by two or you know a try or whatever. You know, when they sort of were going try for try there a bit around like the twenty four, you know, twenty four twenty or you know around that mm. sort of like the Broncos still felt comfortably in control and until they. Until they weren't, you know what I mean. And, and, and when and, they weren't, it and and we've seen that with the Broncos several times. Yeah. When when they they're in when they're in the game they're they're in the game. When they're not in the fucking game, they're they're not even at the ground. Yeah, and this like if like Broncos fans watching this game, would fucking this like it must be just an absolute nightmare mm. to see shit like this play out because this is nothing like the team's been in its history. And I mean, this is like this. It's just poor team rugby yeah, league. they're just mm. not good. Mentality, resilience. They've just got none of it. Mm. And then you've got guys like Payne Haas, who's just fucking unstoppable, fucking workhorse yeah, of a machine, has to play hand. in his fucking team. And as I only found, I was, I was today, I was this many years old when I found out that at Christmas time, Payne Haas got his management to approach the Broncos to say, look, can I get a release to take up an opportunity at Manly? And fuck oh. me, I, and fuck me, what a sliding doors moment, and I wish he had been able to do that. Wow. <laughs> Poor cunt. And now, they're, and now, like, what, last week they were talking about, the Broncos were talking like a... Like ten a ten-year deal. Sort of Tamalolo-ish deal. Yeah, fucking hell. <laughs> Hilarious. But, Jesus. Yeah. I was uh, I was happy with the second half um, and the, the way they finished the game. They seem, seem to get their, <coughs> excuse me seem to get their tails up and um, and enjoyed it and looked like they were enjoying yeah. their footy. Um, Tommy Talau had some good moments. Finally being played in his right position of uh, right centre. And um, yeah, young centre on Debu getting a try. Um, Tui Simpkins did some hard work in the in the middle as well um, in his debut, and they'll be they'll be better for it. And um, Manly next week, kill me now, mate. We barely <laughs> we barely scrape past the dragons, mate. You'll be right. 
you're a fucking uh, you are a cock. <laughs> on the socials, myself. On the socials, uh, Peter, the Facebook group said, "Looks like our seventh home ground is our best one." <laughs> <laughs> uh, John said, "Someone check Lenny for fluids. He'll look like a raisin at this stage." <laughs> uh, Aaron. So I'm not going to lie, when the Broncos attempted the short kickoff and it didn't go 10 metres, my dick went hard. <laughs> you and me both. Which, which is the um, second greatest use of that line I've heard, first being uh, iced tea in New Jack City <laughs> right at the end. Uh, Bethany said, looks like the Broncos spoon is back on the menu. Just need the Tigers to do their duty when they play the doggies twice in the run home which is entirely fucking possible. Mm-hmm. We look at that now, today, we stand there today after the Broncos have been beaten by the Tigers by a couple of tries, and we say, oh, they've got doggies twice on the way home. They've got a genuine shot at the finals. They and do. You know, when that mindset creeps in, <laughs> that's, when you, that's when you go 0-2 against the doggies. That's oh, when you God. lose all your games and win the spoon. <laughs> Lachlan said, I feel like we only bought Brody because he can run. And he can't even do that right. He was fucking yeah, horrible. Was horrible to That me. poor fucking kid, hey. They bought like, Brody because he was successful in a, in a storm system. They and thought they were buying Cooper Cronk 2.0. That's what they thought they were correct. buying. Correct. Yeah. Yep. That's it. They did not uh, get Cooper Cronk 2.0. <laughs> they, yeah, they, they got Wish Cooper Cronk. <laughs> <laughs> It's like the Aldi, ver- yeah, the Aldi, yeah. just a slight variation, same logo, same, same, same yeah, similar logo, same font, but it said Cooper Gronk, <laughs> and, um, and it was Brady Croft's inside packet. <laughs> uh, uh, one eye tiger. So the West Tigers have outscored Brisbane Broncos one hundred and twelve to forty over their past three matches. What a time to be alive! There you go. And uh, Jared in the Facebook group said, what odds are Sportsvet running on Real Dad passing out mid-podcast recapping this game due to lack of blood flow to his brain? <laughs> oh, not long, tell you that. We talked about underrated things in this, in this episode, but let's talk about something overrated. I think Jared there is, uh, is overrating the amount of blood it takes. <laughs> <laughs> it's only a couple of eye drops. We're good. <laughs> yeah. A couple of eye put drops will put a hole in the fucking jip rock. Put, put it that way. Last, last year on Glenn's anniversary, he had to do a blood sugar test. He went home to the wife and said, bad news, hon. <laughs> Not enough. <laughs> Not enough to go around. <laughs> oh. On to the next one. Finally, the... Uh... <laughs> The Rabbitohs, 32, defeated the Doggies, 24, down there at Hope Solo. Um, the official crowd I'm looking at here is zero. <laughs> so, uh, it, felt, it, felt, it felt that way. Um, the Rabbits, 32, came through, tries to uh, Milne, uh, host Murray Nichols with a double to uh, AJ. Uh, Reynolds, three conversions and a penalty goal. The Dogs, 24, came through, tries to Shoop. Uh, Corey Allen, uh, Ockenbohr, and uh, Beyondi, uh, Beyondiodo, and uh, Avrilo, four conversions from four attempts. It was a kickoff. Rabbitohs <clears throat> a bit down on troops, and it, and it showed. Um, they were a long way from their best footy, but 
you know, as as we've seen quite often, the, the Bulldogs were, you know, competitive in patches, but um, I don't, I don't know. The Rabbitohs were really challenged, so to speak. Um, no, when you talk about the Rabbitohs being down, they were kind of like they were down in the area of just the the total game sort of control aspects because mm-hmm. when they had to score points, they scored them immediately. Yeah, but it was but there was this constant letting the dogs sort of get close to them. That was the uh, the the real problem for them. Mm. Yeah, I just I mean the fact they rested Latrell and Campbell Graham was out, and yep. they had another. Um, everyone see Lachlan Lewis's little issue at halftime there. Oh, I fucking love that shit. You know me, <laughs> NRL chaos is like a drug to me. And yes, that shit was one. Uh, and like it was, fun. it was great watching it live too. Because when the, you know, when you see it on TV, like they they had sort of, they'd started to go to the coverage, so they sort of show the players walking off the field, and then they go to the the camera shot changes to whatever the next thing was going to be. Then they're like, oh fuck, no, back here, and there's just this, there's a crush of players on the ground, and they're like, how did we get here? Then they had to go back through, and then you know show what happened when they when they changed the shots. It was. I said, look, I said this on Twitter, but I'll say it again for those who who aren't on there. The dumbest fucking thing I've seen the Bulldogs or a Bulldog do since their administration hired Trent Barrett as coach. On it, like, what the, what did Cody Walker say? What could Cody Walker say to inspire such a blatant fucking response? That only had one outcome to it. Yeah, I mean, mm. well, maybe two if he wanted if he got sent for it. But like, he was always going to the bin for that shit. Like, and it was, and it was the most over the top reaction that we've seen in like how long? Like he's grabbed him from behind and and you know slung him onto the ground. I've I just I need to know what he said. Like what could what what could possibly have been that you just know, inflammatory? Just inflammatory, yeah. Fucking strange. Yeah, yeah. And it just you know what it just shows that, that Lachlan Lewis is uh, extremely mentally weak, and he can be targeted by every player that comes up against him in the future, and especially if they find out what Cody Walker said, <laughs> and and uh, follow the same line of questioning, and. Um, and Cody Walker, I mean, he has got like a, he's got a ton of cunt in his game. Like, Hadn't he? Because like, this is not the first time a player has reacted, yeah. reacted gravelly <laughs> to something that he, you know, to, to him. So he is obviously a master. And you know, I talk about underrated again. He, he's his shit talk game. Do you, uh, do you reckon though? Do you, do you reckon that he's just firing headshots a couple of times? Or if it's just like mundane shit that that he says like thirty times during the course of a game, because I I think he's that good. I I don't think he's firing like headshots or he's going straight for their mums or or partners or whatever it is. Oh, I, but, he he's like when you watch him on the line, he is nonstop. Mm. I'll give him that. He but, he, I mean, he does must carry have been on a headshot. With a it must have been a headshot as they're walking off. No, to, but what? To but this is what like I'm saying. Emotional and like in you know a lack of. Yeah, but when we're talking headshots, we're talking like one one line that's just like oh oh my god, I can't believe he went there. Whereas what I'm saying is, I think if you find out what he said, it would be, you know, it would be disproportionate 
the response would be disproportionate to what he said because he's just gone and gone and gone and gone and gone and gone and gone. And the straw that breaks a camel's back isn't an oak. Yeah, yeah, don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, but yeah, I need, uh, I need, uh, you know, referee mic footage of that entire, you know, that, you know, what started it, what was said on each side, because there was, it was like back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. Then it was, then, then it was headshot. Okay, I'm, you know, I'm yeah, taking this to physical, to the physical realm. Fucking hell. <laughs> the uh, socials on this. Uh, on Twitter, at Stoic Bunny, said, what the fuck am I watching? And when you've made Stoic Bunny go non-Stoic, that's a, a fucking achievement. <laughs> yeah. You know, you get to train hard. You Stoicism should be, uh, what, what, would, what would a Stoic say? I am watching the fuck. <laughs> that's Stoic. <clears throat> at uh, Andrew in the Facebook group, said the Bulldogs are thinking of installing a hinge on Parrot's neck just to make it easier to shake his head in disbelief at the stupid things his team does every week. <laughs> God. And I'll tell you what, Dogs fans, that's all this shit's doing. It's extending Trent because no longer is it he lost games by large margins or he had the team fucking horribly prepared. It's, oh, well, did you see that fucking thing Lachlan Lewis did? That wasn't Trent's fault. You can't coach out of that. Uh, Terry. Said, for a guy who is known for attacking a man facing the other way, Walker loves talking smack and turning his back. <laughs> uh, Steve said, Lewis Sinbind after the halftime siren. The Bulldogs keep finding new ways to entertain the people. Undefeated in the Tin Pot Pub side meme club. Oh, no, they're not undefeated in the meme club competition. I'm sorry, Steve. Just one, one side clearly owns the title of the meme club of meme clubs. There's a side out there that we're recording this on Sunday, late Sunday night. There's a side out there that at 7.30 p.m. on Monday on K1 Foxtel is having a fucking documentary. And I was, I was, telling, I was telling my wife about this, this show and how fucking great it was going to be and how it was, it was probably going to destroy Glenn's mental health. And... And yeah, she she understood. She, I mean, because she's seen you know years, you know, like, you know, known over a decade, and you know, you know, she's seen you suffer through football shit. She's, she doesn't she's, care. She's been in. She's been in the home when, while I was fucking like painting your entire head in maroon and white. And shit, you know, <laughs> like she's she's seen it. But um, even when, even she was watching. Then the trailer. We then the trailer came on. We were watching it, and I'm just like. I'm going to be fucking just like, I'm going to have this on KO on my second monitor and I'm just going to be pausing it, screenshot, pause, screenshot, just like, just to build up this database of fucking meme material and the trailer alone. <laughs> I, I will the, say the, I counted 12, 12 <laughs> different things. I'm like, yep, he'll make something out of that, out of that and that and that. I wasn't even trying and I found and it 12. Was a, it was a one minute commercial. <laughs> Do you, this is do you a know how many four-part documentary? But do you know how much use I'm going to get out of this one screenshot I took of their center of excellence? <laughs> it's and, a donger. And just be able to like it's Photoshop someone. Just and Photoshop it says what, it says someone's what, it says head what, it says like, it says like in the elite, window. Elite training. It say elite something. Like, <laughs> yeah. Elite training something. Like, oh fuck me! It's and a like we knew, we knew that was we knew that was coming because we know someone who got the full you know, oh, the full the full tour of the facilities. Oh, and man. um. <laughs> But this is the thing, though. They don't even... They unironically present it as an elite training facility. Like, yeah. it's... It, oh, 
Like, you know, it's, I don't know if you've ever traveled Asia, but, you know, um, you, you go over there, the, the, there are lady boys in Thailand who don't actually present themselves as ladies. Like they understand that you need to know what what you're buying. Do the, the West Tigers unironically present it as an elite training facility? Yeah. So yes. no. To to close it off after that long uh, digression. No, the Bulldogs are not the memeiest meme club of them all. Uh, there is one club that watches the Bulldogs and then are uh, Leonardo DiCaprio pointing at the television screen <laughs> at that club. And not, and also, and also, I think, just genuinely thankful for the existence of the other club. <laughs> <laughs> that's us. So... In- that's the round of action. So that brings us to the end of episode 417. Thanks for listening, everyone. As always, you can interact with us uh, in many ways, uh, social media and uh, and more. Go to thisweekinleague.com forward slash links and you uh, can get links to uh, all our social media communities, um, our Patreon and more. If you'd like to support the show, become a patron. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash toolnation. Uh, get in there and... Um, there's many levels that you can uh, yeah support the support the show and uh, we love our patrons. Uh, on that note, actually, give a shout out to a couple of our wonderful patrons, Anthony. Thank you, sir. Uh, Dean, uh, who is a, a great supporter of the show and a Pokemon buddy of mine as well. So if I can shout out to Dean and finally Mark, thank you guys for your support. We appreciate you, motherfuckers. And uh, yeah, Patreon.com forward slash Tool Nation. If you would like to join the ranks and. Uh, Get some extra content and uh, some merch for some levels, which we'll start rolling out really soon. Um, tipping. I've, I've neglected the tipping over the last couple of weeks in terms of reading out the scores. And there has been a uh, a change in the landscape of the tipping competition. And um, so who do we have here? We're, we're actually we're floating a documentary to Netflix on that. You know, on our elite tipping center of excellence. And, yeah, and it'll be, and it'll, be it'll be super. <laughs> it's a bin. <laughs> and so, uh, but the the number one tipster, uh, you know, we've had these discussions in the past about how people are like, you know, how do you roll with the you know tipping? Do you, like, for example, Glenn, I'll ask you, do you tip the tigers every time, or do you, yeah. or or are you like at times you like like next week, for example, you're like, oh, well, no, I want to win the tip, so I'm going to have to pick Manly. Yeah. Never tipped so against tiger, the Tigers ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you get someone who's at the top of our table whose name is Barrett's Belmore. <laughs> How can you be at the top of the table and tipping the Bulldogs to win games? <laughs> um, they're, and they're on top. It's a four-way tie at top. But How about the tip, Sunback? And uh, Jim Ikea, who was our... Uh, perennial uh, leader. Actually, no, we've got a couple as well. We've got Mitch Rich and Benny Tippy. All of those guys. It is a six-way tie at the top. And then uh, one point back, we've got um, Griswold 2021, um, Bandit 2-Niner, Aldi Rock, and Warmess. Oh, Aldi Rock. We know Aldi Rock is in the Facebook group. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Aldi the Rock um, and Warmess. So, uh, yes, yeah, good competition. One point from first to tenth. Um, get in there and... Uh, You'll find links to our uh, our tipping competition on the uh, aforementioned link tree on thisweekinleague.com forward slash links. If you'd like to join, if you're already on footy tips and you want to uh, bring your, your current good or you know, shit form into our, our, our competition, be my guest. Um, Fuck yeah. 
Can I give a final shout out to uh, a couple of listeners who have done sensational work over the last week with all the games being up here in Queensland of the uh, the Twill Nation merch with a footy player photos. Yes. Yes. Um, there were some fucking sensational ones at State of Origin. Yep. Um, Levius is is fucking the goat for getting a ref's fault scar photo with Captain Cuntox. <laughs> yep. Yep. For like, like just unapologetically with him, and I'm sure he would have had some choice words for him as well, knowing Levius. No, I'm, I'm sure he would have um, been like, "Oh yeah, I'm big fan, big fan, Cameron. Can I get a photo with you?" That's it. Yeah. Um, but uh, Paramount Mark II, I saw today yeah. down there as well, going so far as to get the ref's fault scarf on TV. Yep, yep. Um, dur- during a run out from the tunnel. Unfortunately, it was only half of it because of his little fucking mutant baby arms. But you know, <laughs> yeah, and, you, you, and you've got to kind of you, you've got to kind of get down beside the tunnel rather than That's over it. the top of it. There, yeah. Um, but fuck me, so it, it's just showing. Like our Melbourne fans have been fucking amazing with this. Yes, we've had Canberra fans <laughs> or people that live in Canberra yep. get it done, and now all of a sudden it's happening in Queensland. It's great. Like fucking hell, Sydney. Yeah, what is, yeah. as Gladys said, you can't do something. And she, so she, and it's so good. She fucking tell you so good not to get photos. But it's also, it's also so great now that yeah, everyone's uh, yeah pitching in and, and getting getting the show out there and getting their scarves and and merch and stuff on TV and stuff to such an extent that we can really bury that one with fucking with um JDB. Yes, let's get that out of there. <laughs> That's. That's the next one. So, um, get them out there. Send them to us so we can get them up on the socials for you. Yeah. Give you the the credit you deserve. Yeah, and Queensland, Queensland fans. Well done. I mean, it's a it's, a, it's a, the ultimate time to try and get it done as well with uh, you know the competition yeah up here for at least the next three weeks. Spot on. Okay, that's it. That's all I got. Anyway, that's, that's it, us, fellas. Talk okay. to you boys uh, on Wednesday for the preview app. Later. See ya. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.